Hi, I'm Keely Duncan, and you are listening to the Strong and Beautiful Women podcast, where strong and beautiful women share their stories. I want you to listen, be inspired, and believe in your own strength and beauty, because I believe we are all so strong, so beautiful, and so much more. So in today's episode, I am talking with my friend and my health coach, Christina Charlie. I am so excited to share um, her and her talents with you guys and just fill you in on all that she does in the lives of women. It is truly incredible. Uh, She's helped me tremendously, and I know the wealth of knowledge she is about to drop is going to help a lot of you too. Christina um, is a wife to her husband, Damien, mom to her beautiful children, and she is the founder and owner of Love Yourself Fitness. She is a certified holistic health coach, personal trainer, nutrition coach, revelation wellness instructor, licensed till your life instructor, and way less to feed more facilitator. In her college years, Christina was a scholarship track and field athlete at Vanderbilt, and she graduated with honors and a degree in elementary and special education. She um, continued her studies at Syracuse University, taking courses in exercise science. She has coached track on the Division I level in track and field and started Nashville's first mom and baby stroller fit boot camp and has been a personal trainer for over 12 years. Christina has extensive ministry experience where she taught and trained and counseled women and teenage girls uh, for over 16 years. She is just so passionate about giving women the tools they need to live healthy, faithfully fit, and just joy-filled lives. I hope you enjoy this podcast with Christina Charlie. All right, Christina, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and um, just sharing about what you love to do. I'm so grateful that you are here. Um, I want to know, how did you first get started in the fitness wellness industry? Is this something that's always um, been interesting to you, something you've always wanted to do, or how did you start doing this? Well, I would say like um, my first real inspiring moment, if you will, um, happened, I guess, when I was maybe around 22 and I had gone to California on a ministry trip. And um, one of the things we did, uh, a couple of the girls went to a fitness class and the it was a group fitness class and I remember the teacher having so much energy and you could just see how much the people in the class were getting from it. And I remember having a vision that one day that I would be doing something like that, but really helping um, people maybe more for the cause of Christ, if you will, like getting people excited about being fit and healthy for the sake of just um, it being an extension of their love for God and really wanting to be their best physically and being on fire. And so that was a vision I had and, um, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. Well, and like you did go on to do just that, which is so cool. Yeah. So where did you go from there? Were you already in school? I know you went and got your master's Tell us a little bit about your education in it as well. Yeah, so I went undergrad um, to Vanderbilt, and I was a track and field athlete. So I come from a very athletic background. Um, So sports and health and fitness were kind of in my blood. Um, And I went on to Syracuse um, University, and I was a graduate assistant track coach there, and I studied in exercise science. 
Um, but you know, God always has a way of <laughs> kind of showing you a different path. And mm-hmm. so I actually, um, didn't go straight into fitness. I went into ministry and, mm-hmm. um, you know, met my husband, um, you know, maybe like t- I got married maybe two years after, um, being at Syracuse and, um, he and I went in the ministry together and um, that was kind of what my focus was. Um, and somewhere in there, I kind of got the itch to um, get back to my fitness roots. And so I ended up getting my personal training certification and um, started a mom and baby boot camp oh. when my, yeah, when my youngest two were three and two. And so that was a lot of fun being able to have moms and babies work out together. Um, yeah, that so, sounds yeah. like fun. <laughs> you know, I ended up homeschooling. And so I kind of put a pause on my boot camps and um, really just personal trained on the side um, until several years later when God called me back out and said, it's time for you to put that vision that you've had into um, reality. So. So tell me, why is having a healthy lifestyle important to you? Um, you're currently vegan, correct? Yeah, I can. Well, I consider myself whole foods, you know, plant based. Plant based, yeah. Because vegan can mean a lot of things. Um, so yeah, I remember you saying that to me the first time <laughs> yeah, we got together. Be, I'm a vegan that eats Oreos and puffs. You know what I mean? So <laughs> really, I just really try to concentrate on eating mostly whole foods and plants. And, um, you know, I'm not so strict that I'm like, you know, if I, I turn the box around and if there's a little bit of, you know, powdered something, milk or something in there, you know, and I want to have it, you know, I don't go, oh, I can't have it, you know. So I'm not like doing it for any specific animal rights or um, I really just felt like for this season in my life that coming off animal products was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so it may change later. Yeah, and I like that you just listen to your body. You just kind of go with the flow yeah. and what feels right to you. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, and then have you ever been like kind of unhealthy or have you just always been healthy? Has it just always been like a focus? Yeah. Well, I would say a big turning point for me, you know, as a um, mom, when I became a mom and um, I have, you know, four kids. Uh, I think after my third, I really got to a state in my life where I kind of just got buried under the laundry, if you will. You know, I was homeschooling. um, I was still working um, in ministry. um, And quite honestly, I really felt like I lost Christina. Mm -hmm. You know, I lost... um, which is easy to happen to busy women and and caretakers and you know women who are always thinking about others it's often easy to kind of lose sight of like well in the midst of all that who am i yeah and um i remember getting quite depressed honestly and i and i had a conversation with my husband where i kind of had gotten to in a place emotionally where i was drained um where i really felt like I was just going through the motions in my life, and I found myself about 15 pounds overweight. And for me, you know, for some people, they might say, well, 15 pounds is no big deal. But for me, you know, who were who I've been an athlete all my life, mm-hmm. and I really took pride in my health and 
um, you know, just was always fit, you know, 15 pounds really actually didn't just represent weight on the scale. It really represented weight on my heart. And Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's and, good. That's yeah, good, it really <laughs> did. True. It was the baggage that I was holding on to. And, and the conversation I had with my husband, I said, I just, I can't keep going on like this. I feel like I am going to die. And what I meant by that death was like a spiritual and emotional death of just mm. continually stuffing my own uh, emotions down or my desires. You know, you have, you know how you have a quick moment of a desire of your heart, but you're like, but I'm taking care of my kids. I can't worry. You know, I don't have time yeah. to be thinking about what I, I need or what I want. And, um, you know, I think hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, mm. I think there were things mm. that I had in my heart that, you know, just... I wasn't able to get to, and it was really weighing me down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. I think when you speak about that, there's probably a lot of women that are nodding their heads right now, and men sitting yeah. there going like, yep, been there, yep, yep, I've got the young kids right now, that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you decide to create your own program? Was there something that was missing from all the other programs out there, or is it just something you wanted to do? Well, it really was born out of my own understanding of my own struggles, the struggles I was having and the pain points that were showing up in my life. And, um, you know, as I had shared, um, when I told my husband, like, something has got to change, it was really amazing because God hears our our, our cries. And mm-hmm. shortly thereafter, he led me to a training um, called You Can Heal Your Life. And I remember seeing that. And it was to learn, like, it was really meant for, like, you know, people who wanted to help others heal in their life, you know, people that were in the health industry and, or maybe counselors and things like that. But when I saw what, what they would be teaching, in that class, I knew that I needed it. Mm-hmm. I needed my life to um, receive healing and to really go deeper in the things that I didn't talk about. Um, and in that training, I not only was able to um, dig deep and really learn how to uh, love and take care of my heart and how to be honest and how to be really aware of um, how our thought life is very um, uh, important to understanding what your life looks like and the things that you think about yourself and the things you say to yourself, um, maybe that you wouldn't say out loud, but you say in your mind and in your heart, the negativity, the self-loathing, the criticisms, you know, I was able to really um, expose those and really um, see that the things I was thinking about my life was was contributing to how my life was showing up. You know, instead of having mm-hmm. faith-filled thoughts of freedom and joy, I was feeling lost. I was feeling trapped. I was feeling, um, n- you know, just not really, you know, in a joyous place that I know God would want me to be. And so being able to get, go through that training and then several others after, um, really 
helped me to see, you know what, I'm not the only one struggling. Here I was in ministry and I, you know, if I'm in ministry and I have these struggles, then I know there are so many other women. And um, as I began to share my own story, other women, it gave them permission to share what was going on with them. And it was through that that I realized, you know, when I'm doing fitness and I'm helping women, you know, with their physical bodies, that there's so much underneath, you Mm -hmm. know, that contributes to how we are doing physically. It contributes to how we go about deciding what to eat or are we going to eat our emotions or run to food or, um, you know, we can either get obsessive or neglectful when it comes to our ourselves and whether it's trying to control or, you know, we just have totally lost any sense of self-love. And so I feel like God put all that together. He put my experiences of struggle to help me really be relatable to other women who struggle and um, to then be able to share what I had learned and what, you know, God was bringing me out of. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think had I not gone through the program, I would be like sitting here listening to this, just like bawling my yeah. eyes out right now because yeah. it's so relatable and it's so, um, so many people's stories sound yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is amazing just to see how your thoughts work together with every aspect, yeah. um, of, of your well-being and, and the choices you make in your life and how um, talking positively to yourself mm-hmm. can really turn all that around. And, um, you know, so much of your program is the, the heart work yeah. um, and, and the mind and spiritual work um, that go into it. And um, I know a lot of things that I had tried in the past have only been, you know, just the working out or just the mm-hmm. eating healthy. And there was the never, <laughs> yeah, there was never a way to like bring it all together. Yeah. And um, when you add that spiritual aspect, um, it really does that. Um, I want to talk to you more about that in a minute. Um, but so tell me if someone wanted to do um, your program and they're listening and they're like, I want to know how to love myself. Um, what what would that look like for them? I mean, I know, but tell everybody else kind of what yeah. it looks like. Well, you know, one of my favorite scriptures says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, often we are looking for transformation to happen on the scale. We're looking yeah. for, you know, the formula for how much working out do I need to do and what do I need to be eating to lose the weight and how can I transform, you know, so that I can finally be happy with how I look in the mirror. And, you know, my program's all about, you know, when our minds are transformed, when we have um, the the heart and the spirit that God has for us. And we learn to really learn how to love ourselves. You know, in first Corinthians 13, it says love never fails. And Mm -hmm. I think where we fail is in the area of love. And a lot of people, you know, if you were to ask them, like, do you love yourself? They'd be like, yeah. But when you really break down what love is, love is kind Are you kind in the way you treat yourself or are you often criticizing and judging yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, do you speak to yourself like you would your best friend or would your best friend be 
you know, just a ball of tears if you said to her the same things that you say to yourself. And so being able to identify, first of all, what, what do I really think about and what do I really say to myself and how do I really feel? And being able to take time to be willing to get gut level honest with yourself Um, because it's at those quiet moments, you know, maybe when it's late at night and you're, you know, on your pillow, just in your bed thinking and you're thinking about your day, are your thoughts of peace, are your thoughts of praise, are your thoughts of gratitude and comfort, or are you replaying the day and you're just harassed (laughs) thinking about like, I blew it this way and I... And, you know, or when you look in the mirror, do you see a beautiful woman and you're just like, I'm so grateful for the woman God is making me to be. Or do you look at yourself and you just criticize, oh, I hate my hips and look Mm -hmm. at my stomach. You're just disgusting. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say things like, I hate you. And, you know, that's crazy to even hear me say that. Mm -hmm. But it would be at those moments when I was embarrassed about you know, doing something I felt was wrong. You know, I think a lot of us are perfectionists and we Mm -hmm. try to meet this standard that no one can meet. And, um, we always feel like we're falling short. And so my program is about, you know, really identifying those thoughts that have kept you stuck and learning how to change those thoughts and, um, being able to replace those, those thoughts, those Um, those lies and replacing them with truth and not truth that just comes from oh you're beautiful oh you're so kind but finding like who are we like who did God create us to be he created us to be fearfully and wonderfully made and um, you know when we begin to understand our identity in Christ that's when things can really begin to change Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I think a lot of us do that I think we think when we go to bed okay, where did I mess up today? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I'm going to eat healthier. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. Or or even on the opposite end, I'll never be this. Mm -hmm. Or I could never do that. Or that's too difficult for me. And something that I learned was to stop saying, well, I'll do this or I will do this and quit talking about it in the future and saying like, I am this mm-hmm. and declaring those things over my life and saying, I yeah. am a healthy person. I am self-confident. And it's amazing when you start talking to yourself that way, um, you wake up and you are a healthy person right. and you are self-confident. Yeah. And it just, it blew me out of the water that, that my thoughts and my words towards myself had so much of an impact. Um, and I think I, you know, I should also include that you do, um, just from like a practical standpoint, um, not only do you get all of this, but you know, you also, um, give recipe ideas and guide you in the foods you should be eating. Like, um, it is like, uh, it is working out, it's workouts, it's, um, the healthy foods and it's the spiritual. It's, all of that, um, in addition, but man, the thoughts just really are important. And I, I think that's what's missing, mm-hmm. um, from a lot of those other programs out there. And also just learning kind of like what you said, it's not a quick fix. There's not a formula. Mm-hmm. And I think that took me a long time because I would never hang with anything long enough past the initial like three or so weeks mm-hmm. that, 
then you can kind of start seeing um, improvements and not just on the scale, but um, in your heart and how you think. You know, my mom was like, Kelly, you just have a joy about you because I can tell you're self-confident. And, um, you know, I need to quit talking about me because this is about you. But this is, I'm just telling you guys, like, it, it just works and it's, and your thoughts are so important. But so kind of, why did you, did you decide to, um, incorporate the spiritual aspect? Was it just that training where you saw like it was so important, the thoughts, but you also, you know, you'll include scripture. Um, did that come from your ministry background? Yeah. Yeah. So being in the ministry for 17 years and, um, you know, being in situations where I counseled other women and teen girls, um, you know, I got the, I got to, you know, really be in the word a lot and loved God's word and saw his word transform lives, you know? And so I know the power of God's word. Mm -hmm. And so I knew, I knew that if, if I really wanted to help women change, that true change is only going to come through the one who can do the true changing. Yeah. And so that's that's why, you know, I just don't know how you can really transform in a way that will bring sustaining joy without mm-hmm. doing it with God. And um, so that was a big reason why. And, you know, also I think I learned through just the years of ministry just how much women need support. And so a large part of my program is just walking with you, you know, encouraging you daily and um, having coach calls where, um, you know, we can talk about a particular topic, but also hear, um, you know, maybe from another woman that's going through the same thing and being able to, um, you know, have a community where you're not alone. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of where it was you know, where the thoughts of creating this was from. Yeah. And I even remember on one of these, um, coach calls you're talking about, it was, um, it might've been me and you only, or there Mm might've been someone else in the program that was in it as well. Um, and I remember you were talking about, um, I don't want to quote the wrong verse, but God doing some, God doing a new thing in you. Um, and, I remember saying like, and I just love that I'm doing a new thing. And you said, no, no, but the verse says God is going to do a new thing mm-hmm. in you. And you just had such confidence from the beginning. Probably, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it time and time again, all the things God does through this. Because not only is it right. showing up, like I said, it's not just showing up on the scale. Um, and, you know, physically, and like you can see from my pictures, but it's just also... Um, what's going on in my life and in mm-hmm. and, and that look of joy and that self-confidence that I'm exhibiting. Like it's all coming from that and from what God's doing in me and the discipline, I guess you're practicing. But I, <laughs> I just remember you being like, hold up, God's doing something uh-huh. new. Like, yeah, this is new for you, but God's doing something new in right. you through this. I was like, Oh, preach. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and that can give us such confidence to know that it gives us confidence, but it also, I think, can kind of take a load off of us Yeah. to know that, you know what, I don't have to perform. I don't have to be perfect. 
you know, I need to go to the one who's perfect and the one that's going to do the mm-hmm. transformation. And I think about the scripture that says that he who began this good work in you will carry it to completion. Yeah. Like he began this work in you. He set you on this journey mm-hmm. and he's going to carry it to completion. And you know what? I always say this progress, not perfection, mm-hmm. because you know what? Um, progress sometimes doesn't show up on the scale. You know, I've had some women that lost like boatloads of weight so quickly mm-hmm. and then others you know it took much longer and each one of them I always say at the beginning I'm like you know what you may think that you're on this journey for one reason but God always has so many more things that he's wanting to work out in you yeah so just hold on and be open yes. um and so you know it's kind of looking at the the bigger picture yeah absolutely and I remember being on yeah another call and you being like have you seen you know god doing any do anything and it you know again it's not just about the scale number Mm -hmm. and i was like well i started a podcast yes (laughs) it's like amazing (laughs) and yeah and you know just so many cool things were happening here and um all of you guys that are listening like i just it all happened when i was doing this program because i felt the confidence to finally um, get going and start and mm-hmm. um, it yeah so God does big things and he yeah. does you know and he's still he's still working you know in each and every one of us it's not something that he does one day and he's done and it's just cool to it's just cool to see what all the cool things have happened yeah um, on the healthy eating side of things are there any like tips you can give um, our listeners, just anything that you've found helpful, and I think even just talking about um, progress over perfection too with eating, mm-hmm. you know, it is good. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, I, I think it's important to think about what nutrition is and what nourishment is. And I had looked up the word nourish, mm-hmm. and it means to cherish mm. and to nurture. And to provide with the food, with food or other substances necessary for growth, health, and good condition. And if you think about like, mm-hmm. I want to nourish my body. Like I want to cherish yeah. my body. I want to nurture my body. I think it's just having a different way of looking at food and seeing it as a opportunity to really do something good for yourself. And, um, I think even though this isn't a practical about what to eat or what not to eat, if you would think about making choices from that place, it will naturally begin to lead you towards God food. As I say, good food, God (laughs) God food, food. (laughs) you know, because when, you know, when you begin to really train your taste buds, or retrain, I would like to say, retrain your taste buds to mm-hmm. the natural foods that God created for our bodies to thrive. You begin to um, feel better. Your energy goes up. The yeah. weight comes off so much more naturally. And um, so I think it's important to come from that place. Mm-hmm. And also just to ask the question, you know, what would be the most loving choice right now you know I get to choose how to treat myself what would be really loving you know and I think even asking that question and just pausing for a second 
you'll really see the choices might be a lot different than just kind of mindlessly, you know, going through the drive through or overeating because you're distressed about something or mm-hmm. um, you can really kind of make different choices when you come from a space of being thoughtful and being mindful um, about what you're eating. Yeah, absolutely. I hope people are taking notes right now. (laughs) I hope they have their notepads out. Um, I wouldn't even just add, I know for me going through it and retraining my taste buds, Mm -hmm. like um, just if I would focus on what I couldn't have, Mm -hmm. then it was like detrimental. Like I don't want to focus on what I can't have because then that's all I'm thinking about. And it just would never lead to anything good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would just feel like deprived, which really you're not. I mean, you don't need to be having that anyway. Mm -hmm. But if I would focus on just getting in, um, you know, however many vegetable servings a day, like six to eight Mm -hmm. or, you know, starting off like four to six, like just, just getting in those servings of vegetables. If I could just focus on that, then it became much easier because it was almost like a game. Like, okay, well, if I can get this many, then there was no other room and there's no other time in the day that I could even like eat the bad stuff or even think about it or Mm -hmm. what I was missing out on because I was feeding my body with such good stuff. It just made it a lot easier for me. Yeah, and I think also knowing, you know, especially when you've really, you know, you've been making the effort to, um, you know, eat well and to, you like you said, get in your six to eight servings of veggies and things like that. Um, if you can have the mindset of like, oh, I'm not, dep- I don't, I'm not, like you said, I can't eat this, but really having uh-huh. a mindset of like, I can have whatever I want, but I want to choose what's really going to be beneficial to my body. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're really, maybe you've been addicted to sugar or you, you crave savory foods that are high in fat and, or maybe you just, you've not really trained your body to ever reach the place of hunger. (laughs) You know, like how many of us allow ourselves, our stomachs to empty and it growls, you know, like hardly any of us, but if you can, like just understand that sometimes when you're trying to do what's right by your body that at first it feels really hard but if you can have the the understanding that you know what I'm training my body right now and pretty soon this my body will be trained to really crave the good stuff mm-hmm. and then once my body has been trained and it's not like addicted to sugar then when I feel emotionally like I can handle that cake or I can go get an ice cream cone without going crazy, then you can have those things. And sometimes making the most loving choice is to actually say, yeah, yeah, let me have that cookie. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's coming from a place of being thoughtful and you, you can say, you know, I've had a really I've been doing really well this week. And, you know, maybe it's a birthday party and you're wanting to celebrate with friends. And, you know, it would be really unloving to sit there and just kind of be like, oh, well, I'm having this celebration yeah. and I'm not going to have anything. Yeah. And you become like a martyr. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, or you can say, you know what, I think the loving thing would be to have a small piece of cake and really enjoy it and mm-hmm. enjoy a, you know, a, a glass of wine, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it's coming from a place of being in control, it's a different thing than when you're just out of control and you're just like, I want that. And it's coming from a, 
you know, it's not coming from a, mm-hmm. a really, you know, thoughtful, good place. It's coming from like a stressed out, yeah. you know, place. Yeah. So many food choices we make are just mindless because mm-hmm. we're just rushing through life. And yeah. Yeah, even like meal prepping at the beginning of the week, which is right. something a lot of people have. You, know, you became really good about. at that. Well, yeah, I need to get back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and but that's no, part it just of it. helps. Mm-hmm. Making a huge um, pot of veggie soup on Sunday or Monday and eating on it for two or three days, or a big salad that I can spread out during um, the days for lunches, was super beneficial because then it's already there and it's wasteful if you don't eat it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and just when it's already there and we're all so busy and you can grab and go it just makes it um it's just so easy that way um oh i thought of another thing and i don't remember well some practicals you know that i do with my family is i try to make a couple meals really simple and I also repeat meals. I know sometimes my kids are probably like, Mom, really? Oh, yeah. We eat the same thing for dinner like <laughs> right. every week. But that simplifies <laughs> my life, you know? And so, like, I love things like rotisserie chickens that are already cooked. Um, I love the bag yes. salads that already have the nuts and berries in uh-huh. there. And um, Amen. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. all about, like, things that are really easy for mm-hmm. me. And so I try to pick meals that are simple. I don't overcomplicate things. Um, and I was going to ask you, how mm-hmm. do your kids respond to that? Like, do your kids do pretty well? Like they don't mind it or they just, you know, cause I was the same way when I was a kid, like yeah. the same thing again. Right. <laughs> but well, I think, you know, they complain. I think all kids do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And that, I didn't mean it like anything. Your yeah. kids are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but they're normal kids. And so I've, and I've, and I've had to learn that I can do better. Like one of my things, um, is, you know, I would feel guilty sometimes cause I'm like, man, you know, I'm trying to preach all this stuff about eating healthy. And sometimes I felt like in the throes of life, I might throw some chicken nuggets and some mac and cheese on their plate. And they were just like, thanks mom. Right. You know, and it was fast and it was easy. So I am by no means like, I know some moms have really mastered clean healthful eating all day every day that is not me that's hard yeah I'm still striving and um, my kids are very normal but we don't bring soda in the house you know I mean there's just some non-negotiables we very rarely have chips because honestly they get a lot of of that outside of the house yeah so I really don't think I need to provide it for them and um, lately you know the thing I try to do is to have a lot of fruit in the house so if they're hungry they can reach for that um, right now they've been requesting grapes and mandarin oranges awesome. and um, apples and so you know trying to provide those things but I have fallen victim to pizza rolls you know so oh, yeah <laughs> haven't we all look you know? and I'm like I'm almost 30 year old woman and right. I'm like look sometimes the pizza, <laughs> the pizza rolls. rolls are called <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah kind of switching gears um focusing on more of the um active side mm-hmm. I guess you had some really good tips throughout the program um for me just like because I think you know that's you know I'm busy I'm busy I can't fit it in or yeah um and another thing with the food and fitness you know you keep everybody accountable right. and um so knowing if I'm going to text you at the end of the day I'm like I better go get my steps <laughs> in like I gotta get my steps in but yeah. what and you had some good tips for that can you share a few of those yeah so um 
don't take the all or nothing <laughs> attitude would be one thing. I know sometimes we can get busy and we have a slam day and we're like, man, I don't have any time to exercise. But if you say every day, I will commit to five minutes, yeah. <laughs> five minutes, y'all, anyone can do something for five minutes, even if it's mm-hmm. just walking up and down your steps. You know, maybe it's going to um, YouTube and Googling five minute workout. But on those days that I'm sure on time, it's just being committed to doing something. Um, another thing is um, using a pedometer, whether it's on your phone or you have a Fitbit or something like that. Being aware of how much you move mm-hmm. really makes a difference. Game changer. It's a game yeah. changer because we always overestimate. <laughs> Most of us really think we're walking a lot more than we think. And as a health coach, I was certain, you know, I tell um you know, the girls I coach, I'm like, shoot for, we're going to, we may not get there right away, but we're going to aim for 12,000 steps a day. And, you know, I remember thinking like, I've got to be walking that much. I've got four kids. I'm a coach, you know, you know, just, I know I'm, I'm a health, you know, I'm into healthy lifestyle. I know I need to move. And I remember the first day that I decided to wear one, I think I walked like 5,000 steps. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, excuse me. What? Like, this is broken. <laughs> right. And it really helped me to realize how much I had overestimated, you know, how much I moved. Because a lot of my work is on mm-hmm. the computer because, you know, my program is online and um, it allows me to be able to help women all over the world. But it keeps me parked at my computer. And so what it did is it, it made me get intentional. You know, I was like in the morning, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to go for a, a 15 minute walk. Or, you know, I would get up from my computer. That's one thing I think I share it with you is like yeah. set your timer. Like yeah. if you're someone who works at your computer all the time, every 50 minutes, set your timer. And for five minutes to give your mind a break, you're going to get up and move. And um, another thing is like if you can if you can raise your computer up higher, that will allow you to stand. And I remember you saying, mm-hmm. Keely, that you had you were doing that when you were um yeah, yeah, I was nannying, mm-hmm. standing at a counter, and I like kicked out the bar stool, and I yeah. would stand there, and then I'd set my alarm for mm-hmm. every hour, yeah, <laughs> and just jog around the house. Yeah, and it made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Just making little minor things like that, but again, awareness is really important, and then not trying to be, you know, miss perfection. Like when you decide to, I'm gonna work out, and then you like the first two days, you're like. 45 minutes and then after that you're like sore and like uh-huh. I am not going to do that <laughs> yes. and then you just drop off so yes. start at something that you can do consistently yeah absolutely and I did like that on your program it builds up and you do mm-hmm. get to start at your own pace and right. um, and add to it and build up from there um, I think another thing I was going to mention whether it's working out or eating a lot of people think well well, especially with eating really like, well, today I ate poorly at lunch. So my day is ruined mm-hmm. so I can eat poorly at dinner too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, I think I might've mentioned this, maybe not to, um, to you, but Kelly Levesque has a book called body love and she uses the term autocorrect. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're not, you're right. just autocorrecting. So you're going to, you know, you know what your body needs for dinner. Your day is not finished. And how many, how much more progress would we make if we, would just autocorrect instead of throwing the whole day away. Like, right. well, I've already eaten poorly, so mm-hmm. it's done. Or, you know, like I've, it's, you know, I'm, I've waited too late at six o'clock at night or it's seven o'clock. So I guess I won't work out. And it's like, no, like I've got a treadmill upstairs. So I'd be like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go walk for a little bit. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I just, I love that idea of not throwing the day away and auto correcting right. instead. Yeah, just, that's, that's right. Like the next meal, just get back on track on the next meal. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I don't even like this, this phrase I'm about to use <laughs> in the next question off the wagon. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that means like you just really can't get back on. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, but I still say that all the time, <laughs> but I just find myself being like, Oh, don't say I'm off the wagon. Cause it just makes it seem like it's so much harder, but really you can just correct, you know, yeah. do something active. And that is something you said to me, like, um, I would just get on YouTube and Google or whatever, search 10 mm-hmm. minute videos. And mm-hmm. I remember having to do that a couple of nights, just being like, all right, well, I worked out really hard for 10 minutes and that was better than nothing. Yeah. I got, um, my yeah. heart rate up and I just appreciated those tips. Yeah. But, um, to go back to my question, you know, there are times where I know, you know, we, we kind of report to you and we tell you how we're doing with our eating for the day and our mm-hmm. activity for the day. And I know that you see things on, you know, definitely my paper and other people's papers where it's choices you might not have made, but yet I never felt like I was getting slapped on the wrist. And I remember, um, our friend Kim, who's at church mm-hmm. with us is on the same program. And she told me that before I started, she said, I've never felt guilty about anything that I've done, but I like beat myself up pretty easily. So I was like, well, that's good for you, but I'm sure I'm going <laughs> to feel that way. And it's true. I didn't once feel like if I had made a choice that wasn't the best, or I didn't quite get all the servings of vegetables or whatever, I never felt like you were making mm-hmm. me feel bad about it. And you remained so positive and encouraging. Oh, and I was like, thanks. I just, well, yeah, it's so true. And I was like, what? Like how? Because I know if it were me on the other end, I'd been like, look, this is what you need to eat. And, mm-hmm. But you would in the next week, maybe be like, Hey, I'm going to challenge you to do this or challenge you to mm-hmm. do this. And when it's a challenge, you're like, okay, I can do that. I'm going to get it. You know, yeah. and you kind of feel, um, you know, it's not like you're sitting there again, like getting onto it. So how do you do that? How do you stay so encouraging? Well, because I know that we do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. why does someone else need to add to what you already do to yourself? Right. And I also know that um, this is about making a lifestyle change. And I want the women who are in my program to make decisions not from a place of who's watching me and will someone approve of me, but mm-hmm. coming from a place of like, um, you know, how do I feel about it? You know, and learning. I think. You know, when you begin to really become aware of your habits, that's why we journal, you know, I have you journal what you're eating and how you're exercising because mm-hmm. um, it just helps you to be aware of what your habits and patterns are. You know, I remember when I was going through my own program, I would notice how many times I went to my pantry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how many times I would want to pick off my kid's plate or even eat while I'm making dinner. I mean, those were calories that would never be counted. You know, if someone said, what did you eat today? You wouldn't say, oh, I had about six forkfuls of (laughs) the dinner I made. Um, I snagged a few tortilla chips. Um, I mean, sometimes I would be full by the time we had dinner. Right. (laughs) Because of the snacking I was doing. And so for me, my job is to help you to become aware of your habits, the things that um, trip you up. And really helping you to um, autocorrect, if you will, yeah. to make the choices that are coming from um, 
a place of power, not disempowerment. And and so trying to do it for someone else's approval never works because Mm -hmm. after the program's over, I want you to be strong enough to be able to stand on your own and to feel confident that you can make healthy choices without, you know, someone telling you or saying anything. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely about your journey and nobody's journey looks the same. And I know who I am. I'm not perfect and I'm not, you know, so why should I try to tie that heavy load on anybody else it doesn't lead to anything good yeah no you're absolutely right and i again just appreciated that so much throughout the program um so tell us some of the success stories um because you get to see and mm-hmm. you just get to see like really cool things happening all the time kind of similar to me in just a different way like i just was telling my mom last week, I was like, I don't know why it was put on my heart to start this podcast, but I love it because I get to hear awesome stories all the time. And, um, so kind of same with you. I know your assistant, Kathy. Hey, Kathy, if you're listening, (laughs) she had a, a huge change. Yeah. So, um, Kathy's story is just really amazing. Um, she came to me, um, really in a place where she was hurting. She had, um, a pretty bad car accident that um, really kind of disturbed her cognitively. You know, she wasn't able to, you know, just be as sharp with her thinking because, you know, of the accident and physically. And, um, and so she had quite a bit of weight to lose. And um, gosh, she started my program. And the thing I love about her, she, she didn't start, you know, she, she tells me, you know, it was funny. She told me later on, she was just like, man, I was so mad at you that first week. (laughs) You know, she said, I felt so rebellious at different times, but one of the things she had committed to herself and to God that she would do what she was asked to do so that she could feel like whether if I did not, um, Succeed. It wasn't because I didn't do my part. I didn't do everything that I could to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I believe God really just blessed her, her attitude and her heart about that. And gosh, within 11 months, she lost her first 100 pounds. Wow. And within about 13 or 14 months, she had totally lost 125 pounds. Ooh. And she has kept it off to this day yeah and um and she is amazing she's such a great support to me and you know she's such a great support to the women that um you know we do coaching calls together sometimes and um she um coaches uh some of the girls with my oversight and she's able to speak from a place of like hey I've been there and I can tell you this is what will really help you Mm -hmm. and um I think she's such a great just a great example um but she said what the game changer for her was the spiritual aspect. Yeah. You know, she had dieted before and lost weight, but um, being really able to um, deep dive into the uh, mindset and the emotional and the spiritual was what really made it change for her. Um, and then I think about Cynthia. She's one of my dear friends. Super tiny. I didn't even realize that she had as much weight to lose as she ended up losing. But um, she came to me in a lot of pain. She um, suffered with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, She was in chronic pain. And um, she was very inflamed. Um, Just a lot of inflammation in her joints. Um, She wasn't able to work 
for a bit about two hours at a time. Um, and she wasn't able to, you know, be the mom that she wanted to be, you know, kids needed to get to events. She wasn't able to do it. She wasn't able to drive late in, in the evening because she was just spent. And so, um, when she came to me, she just was like, help me. And what I did for her was I just pointed her in the direction and had her doing research on how to get well, like for herself. And she would report back to me, this is what I've learned. This is what causes inflammation. And, you know, I could have given her those things, but I really wanted her to take ownership of her health. And, um, you know, over the course of my program and then continuing to put into practice what she had learned, she had lost over 60 some pounds. Wow. Amazing. She, That's incredible. Yeah. And um, she has kept it off. And um, she is just so thankful. She's always just like, thank you, Christina, so much for, yeah. you know, helping me. And she's she's not in pain anymore. She's working. She's able oh to gosh, work yeah. um, her, her job. And um, she's able to be fully present with her family. So she is doing amazing. Um, and then I want to share about, you know, some of the women don't always lose a lot of weight. I want to share about um, Carla, amazing woman. Um, she has often just had a lot of struggles around her weight. And even in my program, you know, she would lose weight, but then, you know, shortly after gain it back. Um, and she would feel just so bad. And she went through my program more than once. But let me tell you how God transformed her. She went from a, a woman who hated exercise. And through the program, she discovered um, some of the reasons she didn't like exercise was around how it would make her feel, the embarrassment, having things said to her from other people that really made her feel ashamed. Mm. And she really didn't like exercise at all. But this same woman has now run probably like six or more half marathons. Wow. She, incredible. yeah, she's wanting to train for a triathlon. Um, amazing. I mean, I haven't even done attempted a half marathon. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. and just wow. seeing her joy. Like, I'm like, Carla, do you realize you are a different woman? And, and you know, it wasn't because the scale changed and everybody could say, oh, my gosh, look how skinny you are. But what transformed in her has totally changed who she is as a woman. And she's able to be such a different example to her, her two girls that it's not always about the scale changing, but it's about your heart changing and, and God giving her this new passion for... Um, you know, just doing something with her body that she never thought she could do. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. And mm -hmm. something I don't know if we've mentioned yet, but you also um, make us dig a little bit and ask us, you know, why are you doing this? What is your purpose? And we really focus on our mm -hmm. our why and our purpose and reason um, for doing this because I know you said in the past, and I've seen it in my life, just doing it just to fit in your skinny jeans or yeah. fit the next size down isn't sustainable and right. it doesn't stick. Um, and I love that we focus on that and what, mm -hmm. what our why is and what our reason. I know I've made some excuses in the past mm -hmm. for not, um, you know, not eating healthy. I'm too busy. Um, eating healthy is expensive. Mm -hmm. um, what are some excuses that you've heard and kind of how do you mm. uh, bust those myths? Oh, I've heard excuses of like, well, this is how I've been like most of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of in my genes, <laughs> you know, kind of like it's in my DNA. I don't know yeah, if I can change. Yeah. Um, I think a big one is just like what you just said, not having the time or the money. It's too expensive. Um, 
you know, maybe having not feeling like you have the support, you know, maybe, you know, you're trying to lose weight. Maybe your spouse isn't. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think we come up with all kinds of reasons until we get to that place of, you know, where the pain of not changing. Yeah. Becomes too much. too much. And you're just like, I just, I don't want to live like this. And you just get humble. I think before the Lord, I think when we drop our excuses, then we can really hear from the Lord and he will give us direction mm-hmm. about where to go and how to, how to do it. But as long as we have excuses, more excuses will come to support that. If you're busy, you'll find more reasons to be more busy. Yeah. You know, but when you yeah. open up your mind and say, what are the possibilities? How can I do this? You know, instead of saying, oh, I just don't have time to exercise, that closes opportunity down. But when you say, well, what can I do? And then you'll say, well, I can do 20 push-ups and 20 squats right here before I go to bed. Yeah. You begin to open up to like what is possible instead of being focused on why this can't happen. Mm-hmm. Because again, your words will dictate what your outcome will be. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I think you mentioned this already, but you do work with people that are not local, that are not here in Middle Tennessee, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's been really fun. I've had one client from Cambodia. What? (laughs) Which was really neat. Around the world? Yeah, and that was really special. Another friend helped um, to pay for her um, program. She was able to pay what she could, but, um, you know another friend was able to support her which was really cool um i've had clients from germany and england and you know of course in the states california texas all over we're in nashville but that's the beauty of you know being able to use the internet you know it allows us to you know touch people's lives from all over so that's been really cool Mm -hmm. and you get a supportive um, and encouraging email every morning which is awesome (laughs) i always like look forward check my email first thing in the morning like all right what's what are we doing today (laughs) um and um if people want to hear more about your program more about you where can they find more information what's the website yeah you can go online and find me on loveyourselffitness.net and on there um You'll also see just a bunch of transformation stories. Um, So you can go on there and see some before and afters. But really just reading their stories is really faith building. Um, Or you can email me at um, Christina, um, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, at loveyourselffitness.net. Yeah. Or you can friend me on Facebook. (laughs) Just go to Christina Charlie. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're everywhere. Okay. And then last two questions. Ask these to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, What is strong? Oh, strong. Well, when I think of what a strong woman is, I think it's a woman who realizes that she isn't strong in and of herself (laughs) and that she doesn't have to be the load bearer and have to fix everything and do everything and be everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a strong woman is able to admit that she's weak because when we're weak, as God says, then, then we are strong. strong when we can say, God, you know what? I'm your daughter and I can't, you don't want me to do all of this on my own. So show me, show me what's important, what I need to take care of today and show me how to get my strength from you. So, yeah, yeah, I would say 
So when she can let go, that's what makes a woman strong. Yeah, wow, absolutely. Um, and what is beautiful? Where do you see beauty? What do you find beautiful? Tell us. Um, mm. A beautiful woman is one who has um, discovered that trying to live up for the world standards of beauty is garbage. Yep. <laughs> garbage. Yes. You know, because I think what makes us not feel beautiful is when we get into the comparison trap. We begin comparing ourselves to other women or we begin comparing ourselves to women that don't even exist like the women in the magazines and on tv they don't even look like that right and yet we're comparing ourselves to them and feeling inadequate and so a beautiful woman knows that who she is and who how she's been uniquely made is beautiful and is special and um you know, being being able to um, appreciate her flaws as well as the things that she looks at and says, you know, I think I like that part of me. Um, so a beautiful woman, you know, she gets her identity um, from from things that, that that matter, a place of truth from from the identity God's given her and not what her mama says is beautiful or who her cousin says is beautiful or what the magazine says is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, no, absolutely. Well, Christina, thank you so much um, for coming and speaking about everything that you've done and, and really what's been placed on your heart to do and what you felt called to do. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful, obviously for um, the heart change that you've helped make happen um, by leading me through all of this it's um, truly been incredible. Um, I'm going to write a blog post about it. It should Yay. be up now. So <laughs> I'm just plugging myself a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I'll put the link in the show notes below if you want to look at that and see um, my before and after pictures. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Christina, thank you so much. I seriously cannot thank you enough. Well, thank you for having me. And, you know, I, I hope you know, there will be some other women that are inspired by what they heard. If you feel a little tug in your heart, like reach out to me and, um, I would love to connect with you and, um, thank you so much for trusting me with your fitness and your, you know, just all of this. And, um, I'm excited to see you continue to do what you're doing because you're inspiring so many women. And, uh, thank you so much. She is filled with so much wisdom, and every time I speak with her, I just leave feeling truly so inspired. I am so thrilled to have worked with Christina the last couple of months and so grateful for the work that God um, does through her in these health journeys and lives of so many women. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I wrote a blog post all about how I love myself and my personal journey through the Love Yourself Fitness program. So you can head over to KeelyDuncan.com if you want to read more about that and see my before and after pictures. Also, be sure to check out LoveYourselfFitness.net and see some more wonderful transformation stories and read more about the program if it interests you. I will have those both linked below in the show notes. When I say that you are strong, um, beautiful, and so much more, I really mean it, you guys, and I want you to believe it for yourself, too. I hope you guys have a great week.